Let's go! Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Bitch, you don't work there. Feel like I need a shower just looking at you. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Come on. They ain't been the same ever since. What? We cut the head off the stage. You're going to be single for the rest of your life. Brad Lesnar on the beast. Look at the heat. Look at the heat. Whole new swag with a pass on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the mouthpiece. See the power level. I get no bitches. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary pals, and everybody in between. Welcome back to the Gretchen Lee's podcast. This is your voice that does the most to prevail mischief, the man with the finessiness of, that's not even a word, but I'm going to keep it as a word today. The man who does a lot to basically keep himself busy in, this, in today's society it is your boy Gresh, and joining me at the Unleashed table for the very first time is none other than the voice of all the battle rap hoochies in today's society, out there in today's climate. She is none other than the one, the only, my mi amigo, Matessa Ash. Hey, friend. Hey, how's it going? How are you, friend? <laughs> hey, how's it going? You know, just. Just sweating from the technical difficulties that we had for the past 45 minutes. But, you know, great. You know. Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. We, had to, we had to go from Discord yeah. to here to phone calls. Yeah. Uh, technology. Yeah. Don't you love technology? What a beautiful thing. You know, just shout out to you because if that were me, I would have gave up. So shout out to you and your patience. And you know what you're doing because. I already gave up. I'm not going to do Listen, uh, I've been doing this for 13 years. With te- with, with I have been doing this for 13 days. <laughs> I already gave up. Yeah, I already gave up. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've had to troubleshoot literally in the middle of an entire show. So this is this is easy peasy, lemon squeezy. As corny as that sound, oh, I'm literally... Glad. <laughs> Oh man! I'm so buddy. happy about that for you because, <laughs> yeah, that's not my that's not my thing. I I don't have patience. I don't know anything about technology. I just know how to record audio, and I do that, and then I stop. That's <laughs> beyond my limits. And by the time you and I, uh, well, I'm done with you, you're probably going to be doing all of this. Trust me, because everybody who hangs around me picks up that habit of. Literally, the quality increasing of their podcasting because the way I had this set up, I wasn't really like when I first started. I probably was was mm-hmm. I had like I, I think my microphone is microphone is in here somewhere. I had the Blue Yeti for a long time, but then I switched to the Shure, yeah, uh, and the Rodecaster because I, I like the quality, increase the quality because yeah. people pay for it. And speaking of patience, like you had, you're working on and like I have, shout out to the Patreon backers over at patreon.com slash Gresh Digital. Nice little segue there because you guys have patience with me because I'm always on the road doing stuff because literally every episode that is not an interview has been retro review of wrestling. But for those of you who are new around here, this is typically a wrestling podcast. But since I am the guy who pays... Or who basically brings all the entertainment. I've decided to pivot a little bit because even though Tessa is a fellow wrestling enthusiast, sort of. Yes. 
she don't really care about it like 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 most of us do, and that's what's that's the intriguing part about it. You know it. what? Just not anymore. Like, I respect it. I respect it. It just wasn't enough fine niggas there to hold my attention, and so I had to bring my my sides elsewhere, and so I found you know my new home. But I still watch wrestling, or wrestling watches me. I don't know. Right it depends now, on but... the. It depends on what's on. If yeah, it's, if, it's, like, if it's not, I'm not. I'm definitely not as you know thirsty as I used to be. Um, just because it's, it's really such a decline of like finding in wrestling these days, and everybody just fighting over the same fine ass nigga. I just don't. I just don't like. I don't like competition. Like I like competition, but it's like. I like to be reaffirmed. You know what I mean? So I went to Battle Rap where, you know, I got niggas in my DMs now. So, you know. Hey. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Hey, I I'm respect it. I respect it. And speaking of <laughs> speaking of your newfound uh, passion, Battle Rap, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Because uh, apparently you have your own podcast that uh, a lot of people don't know I about. Do. I try my best to plug it as much as possible because I... And, a lot of people I tell people all the time Don't hold me to it Because sometimes I be forgetting to retweet stuff People still be texting me Like hey Can you retweet this Sure And I, I, in my mind I be retweeting it But then when I get there I be like oh shit <laughs> My bad Nah like I, I don't even hold Like people Like I wouldn't even feel bad When people don't Retweet it Because Elon don't touch Too much buttons On his damn shit That most times They probably don't see it so I don't get mad because I'm like the likelihood of it showing up on your timeline is probably not. Yeah, you know, I believe your as second episode three years ago. Because I believe I found out about your second episode literally on the for you page like ten days after it dropped. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm like, I'm like, when you find out, like you find out the episode's always going to be there, but turn it I, into as your... long as I retweet it, it'll, it'll, it'll. Up eventually, so. I'm about to say, turn that into your, uh, how do you say, turn that into your your niche in the underground podcasting game, where if you find it, you find it, if you don't, you yeah, don't. like, the people that will, will, will like, I, I'm, I'm learning to be patient, because I'm like, I want more people to listen to it, but it's like, you're also in your third episode, like, so, you know, relax, give yourself some grace, um, but you'll get there. I I'm excited for it to be like the way that I found podcasts that I like that other people will like it, and then it will eventually, you know, get around. But I always tell people, I just am like, I want to wake up and it just like has a bunch of retweets. <laughs> that's that's not realistic. So no, it, it'll get there. The reason why I said that because, and I tell people this all the time. Like I know people are obsessed with social media nowadays, where they just have mm-hmm. to have like retweets and all this stuff. I've had people come to me all the time. They're like, hey, bro, you got over this amount of th- followers on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And I'm like, man, as long as y'all laugh like I laugh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't give like, a shit. I, I, that's why I, I'm usually like, you know, on Twitter being wild because it's like, if you're, if you see my wild ass tweet and then you're like, oh, what the fuck is this girl talking about? And you go to my page and you're like, oh, she had a, po- she had a podcast. Let me see what she's talking about. Then, you know, yep. it's done its job. I, res- I respect. And then for a lot of people who don't know, because I listen to everything because 
I have this tendency because I can feel that passion where you're like, I want this, then I want that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I and I respect the fact that you're willing to listen to feedback because there's a lot of people who don't understand or comprehend feedback and they'd be like, Oh, why 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 don't nobody listen to like, bro, you have to understand because I had to become receptive of feedback because like I said, I was doing this mm-hmm. doing, I've been doing content creating for 13 years. I didn't start listening to feedback until 10 years in the game. And that was because I was in my own way. And sometimes you yeah. have to get out of your own way, listen to feedback, listen to like, okay, hey, you can do this and do that. Because I'm pretty sure you listened to like, when, when I listened to your first episode, I was like, okay, you can do this, do this, do that. And then when I listened to your second episode with the interview, I was like, she listened. Cool. And so now I'm like, as you, as, and that's what you have to do. And and that's one thing I wanted to get out of the, get in the habit of doing it, make sure our people are good because uh-huh. it's a lot of, it's not a lot of black content creators that are still like legit repping yeah. the culture. You feel me? So that's why I'd be right. like, okay, she has this niche. I don't really get battle rap like that outside of Wild and Out because I don't really, follow or know how to follow so what i did was like okay hey maybe there's some people out there like me that it wants to get into it so how about we pivot towards this person she's on to come up let's do this because when i heard because the one the one thing you did that was successful was make the podcast mean something and as far as like (laughs) catching people's attention battle rap hoochie society so, yeah, soon as you like, hear the hoochie society. my goal with that. <laughs> because, like, when I first got into battle rap, like, I was like, okay, like, this is dope and stuff like that. And then after a while, I was like, wait, like, these niggas are fine. And then, like, just, like, like what they were saying and, just, like, just being, like, aggressive and loud and, like, especially that the niggas are from New York, like, the niggas have access. Like, it was really doing something to me. I was like, oh, shit this is turning me on, like, this is weird, and when I was starting to listen to, like, other battle rap podcasts, there wasn't really any, like, there were no girls that had battle rap podcasts, so I was like, there's definitely a lane for me here, let me, you know, put Mm -hmm. myself out there and just share my thoughts, because I'm sure that there are other girls that, you know, probably objectify these niggas the same way that I do. Um, or I want to, but never really felt comfortable saying it out loud. And I just don't have a person. I don't give a fuck. So I just, you know, say what I want. Um, so I was like, let's do it. And if it works, it works. And nobody don't fuck with it, then they just don't fuck with it. But that's how you do so it. So far, so good. So far, so, so good. Far, so good. You, 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 ca- you call people, you catching people's attention. I can tell you right now. And one thing I can tell you, I think what also helped me, because I'm, I'm basically giving you advice on, on air too, that, that's the beauty behind just having a conversation because people assume this is an interview. This is just really us, us, us chopping it up. Uh, but uh-huh. one thing I had to learn as I got more into podcasting is fuck the numbers. That's literally on yeah. my on my chalkboard right now, on my my vision board right now. Fuck the numbers, and the reason why I say that is because some people get so consumed with numbers, and because a lot of people who don't know or who who are new around here, this is the second incarnation of this podcast. The first podcast I was doing wrestling news and reports and mm-hmm. and reviews and all this stuff, try, and trying to sound like everybody else. 
Whereas people need to understand that. And so once I I took everything off the air and really sat down, chopped it up with my boy DJ, uh, shout out to him. Uh, he basically said, bro, just be you turned up. And I was right. like, what do you mean by that? He's like, yo, you, you, you like wrestling, right? I'm like, yeah. He said, okay, so find what you want to talk about. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about the old shit because the new shit is either hit or miss. So let me talk about the old shit. He's like, okay, cool, do that. You want to have interviews? I'm like, yeah, sure. He said, well, have, do it like this. Don't be an interview. Have a conversation. It's like, one, and then that's why I appreciate uh-huh. your your second episode with, uh, what was the gentleman's name? Uh, it's slipping my mind right now. Goods. Goods? Good to okay. Shout out to my friend. Shout out to him. Uh, the reason why I enjoyed that one is because it was a conversation. And that's what I've been trying to tell a lot of new cats that be trying to get my advice. If you're having a conversation, there's a difference between having an interview and then a conversation. Please have a conversation. Because when you're yeah. just sitting here, like, just trying to ask questions or all this stuff, it gets it gets played out. It gets played out after a while. Yeah. And people, and Especially people- the type of questions that you ask because... Like, the thing that I have always wanted to do if I had the opportunity to interview people that I like is to ask them questions that people do not ask to them. Because, um, you know, I just remember growing up and for to this day, one of my favorite singers has always been Dharma Shards. Like, that is my sis. Like, I love her so much. And I love watching her interviews because she's very articulate. But she's, like, she's also just a, a really fun person to be around mm. and you can literally ask her like literally ask her any question and she doesn't mind answering it but i feel like every single time that i watch her interviews the interviewer has always been so lazy and just wants to know the basic shit that you can easily go on youtube and watch an interview and get all those answers and so it's like i don't want to watch an interview if you're going to ask them the same question that everybody else has already asked them because we already know the answers to them yeah. Like, if I can easily go find these answers, there's no reason for me to ask them again because they're not going to want to do... They're not going to want to answer them, and then they're definitely not going to want to come back to your show. No. So I'm like, okay, I want... Like, you are a battle rapper. I want to get to know you as a battle rapper, sure. But you came here to this society for hoochiness. So I'm going to ask you about being a hoochie. Um, so... I, I always tell them, like, whenever I book an interview, I'm like, I just, look, if you're not comfortable with something, let me know. But if you're good, it can go any place, you know, it's going go in your direction. You don't have the answer, I'm just going to ask. Yeah, because I tell um, people straight up, yeah. this, is, this is the unleashed table. Basically, there's no limits. Like, I tell people before they even click on it, uh, if you are easily offended, we're not, uh, we're not the type of person that's going to offend you on purpose. But if you're easily offended right. by the stuff that we talk about, I'm gonna need you to click off because yeah. But we're not gonna. It's like we're we're unleashed, but we're not. I'm not trying to be that person that says stuff or do stuff that gets you in hot water. Yeah, like, like yeah, or or just like just to say stuff like to catch attention, like like um, for instance, most of the time. Um, I'm always on Twitter. It's like always on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And most of the battle rappers that I talk to, they're on Twitter. And so this one battle rapper who I love so much, he did a, a giveaway on his Instagram. And I always talk crazy to him on Twitter to the point that like his friend was like, like screenshotting my tweets and sending it to him. Like that's how outrageous it was. 
And so when when uh, when I was on his Instagram live and I was putting stuff in the comments and one of my other friends were there and like people were like really feeling some type of way about the way that I was talking. And I'm like, if he's not addressing what I'm saying and he doesn't have a problem with what I'm saying, why do you have a problem with what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I told my friend because she was getting really defensive. Like she's like, no, don't talk to my friend like that. I was like, sis, it's okay, it's okay. And I told Charles that, you know, they're not familiar with me on Instagram. Right. I was like, if you're offended by what I'm saying in, in, on Instagram in this comment section, please don't go to my Twitter. <laughs> do not go to my Twitter. Do not listen to my podcast. Do not be in the spaces with me. Because you're going to hear something 10 times worse than what I'm seeing right now on Instagram. Right. Like, that's, and that's why... So, <laughs> Like people think that like people are like, Oh, you're being thirsty, you're trying to get attention and I'm like, You think that I'm being thirsty and you think that I'm trying to be atten- trying to get attention. That's just I don't have to get anybody's attention because this is who I am. They already know that from jump. So they don't get offended because they're like, Oh, it's just Miss Hassan, she crazy, she talks like that. You from New York? I am from New York. That's I live in New York. Yeah. That's literally it. And yeah. the, re- the reason yeah. why I, the reason why I say that because I have a god sister. She's born and raised from the Bronx, so she literally talks like that. So if if she and she's loud, and every time, oh yeah, and every um, time, every time, very loud, and every time I'm around her and my and my nephew. I'd be like, are you going to talk loud today? She'd be like, you know, goddamn. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. But yeah, love of the devil. So that's what I'm saying. We can't like, open it. We can't open it. Yeah, I have no filter. And I'm like, and, I, and every time I tell her, I'm like, yeah. I feel, I, every time I talk to her, I'd be like, it's funny how growing up, I always, because I, I met, me and her met when we was like middle school, high school. So she became, mm-hmm. my mom adopted her as a, as a godchild instantly. So it's like, yo, you remember when we used to do this? So that's what I'm saying. Whenever I always have a conversation with people about people about people from New York, I'd be like, "Yo, that's just how they are. They they literally they they don't give a shit, and they mean well." <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Like, um, I'm like, I I I try to be respectful. Like, I always try to be respectful. Respectful first. Like, um. I don't want to, I don't want, and I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. So I always tell people, I'm like, if anything that I say makes you feel some type of way or makes you feel uncomfortable or you don't like it, just say, hey girl, like, chill out. And I promise you, I'll never talk about you again in mm-hmm. that way. Like, I will just make a comment, oh, you're good at that. But other than that, like, if I make you feel uncomfortable, like, I'm not going to talk about you. But if you don't tell me, then or correct me how am I supposed to know and I'm gonna just keep wilding out on you and it's not even like I'm trying to get your attention because I literally just met a bunch of battle rappers and I told them two day things like hey friends come here come closer let me tell you um if you saw somebody saying outrageous things about you on Twitter in a very sexual fashion it was me and <laughs> shake my hand, shake my hand. That, that, um, that reminds me of lovely with lovely with uh, Hikaleo and Tama. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and it's funny that you brought up lovely. Shout out to lovely. I love her so much. Um, so grateful that she's you know even a person in my life because um, she's always 
supportive no matter what. And I remember um, before I even started recording, I, I had been planning out this podcast for a month before I even said anything. And I was like, I don't know if I should tell her that I'm going to do a podcast because she, like, hated that I got into battle because she was just like, that's all you talk about now. Like, they should have never gave me battle. That's what she was and um, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to listen to it because I know you don't like it. And um, I think the week that I put out the first episode, like, she sent me a message. And she was like, I don't understand battle rap, but I'm going to support you because I love you. I'm proud of you that you found, you know, something that you like. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... Sobbing, like, thank you so much, big sister. Always being there for me. Like, she's just great, like that. Like, if you guys are ever, you know, able to have someone like that in your life, you know, that it's very rare that you find somebody that will go that hard for you and will support you. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even known her that long. Like, I've known her maybe two years now. Um, but I love her. I love, she I love her you so much. Like, from you and not and not be a part of the crew that confused me with Jonathan Gresham. So, oh no, <laughs> no, it, it's 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 fun. I always use that as a joke because everybody always like because we got the same last name. You should have said that you're the better one. I am the better one. <laughs> you are the better one. That's a fact. Like, no shade. That's just a I, fact. I, I'm like, I mean, if you want to prove me wrong, just we in the same city. It is what I it don't is. know how anybody could do that. I mean, he he's bald now, so you can't confuse us now. I still have yeah. all my hair. I still have all my hair. I'm good. Y'all look nothing alike, though. It, 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 like, and you're better looking, so I'm confused. I, 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 and you seem tall. He doesn't seem tall, so I don't know. I'm taller than him, of course. <laughs> he's like. I mean, shoot, I'm probably taller than him, so. He's like he's like five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's not hard to be taller than him then. No, no, but uh, yeah, love like shout, for real though. Shout out to Love. Like, like she has like because me, she's gonna be on the show eventually. Like she would, and I'll have to explain to people have to, will try to understand like why am I so like calm and peaceful and lenient because like some people will reschedule on me during shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine. Like shit happens. People. Are confused yeah. with me at a young because I'm 28 and they be like, "Yo, how are you so calm and wise at, at a young tender age of 28?" And I'm like, "You got that that old soul." I get the same thing. Like my um because I people think that I am older, but people think that I look younger, <laughs> so I can never actually be 28 because they're like, "You're you look 16, but you sound like you're 95." So I don't know where to call it and i'm like people need to understand yeah. <laughs> say, people need to understand too i'm high like 95 percent of the time <laughs> so, so my so you don't you can't even sweat the small stuff because you barely know what's going on you're like hey man life is a breeze <laughs> like, i was literally like i just came back from north carolina and i was i was literally high on the road like i was just like Oh my god! But oh I wasn't. No. But I wasn't driving, so I'm good. Uh, but I was just. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Hey. No, because the only time that I'm ever high is at nighttime, so I can go to sleep, and 
I just be like, where am I? What is your God? Who am I? What's this? Do I have a face? See, like, the reason why I don't ever get high going to sleep anymore is because I always fight to sleep to try to figure out why do I feel this way. Because I'd be so high and I'd be like, no, I, the, the edibles that I have, like, they, it literally makes my body feel like a weighted blanket. And I have absolutely no choice but to go to sleep. See, I, like, I can't even fight it. I have no choice. I just happen to fall asleep. I don't know how. I just fall For the people who don't want to know about strains, like if you you can skip past this now, but whenever I smoke Delta Eight, yep, why my whole yes, my whole face be like mm. yes, yes, I have a. Because I just got these new ones because I got uh I got I used to get these um gummies from the dispensary and I didn't like them because the one that they had it was a um it was a hybrid so it was like it was either five milligrams or ten milligrams of like THC and then like four parts of CBD mm-hmm. um and and they were good like I literally was having like some of the best sleep but they were just too expensive like us. Paid forty dollars for twenty gummies, and I was like, I'm not like balling like that. I'm poor, so uh, I got these good old um, Delta Nine, and it's a pineapple mango. And the cool thing about this, I think they were thirty, I think they were thirty five dollars, and there's twenty gummies in there. And the first time I took this, <laughs> I took the whole gummy, and I literally felt like I was having a stroke. So now I just take half of it. So I got like 40 gummies now for $35, which I feel like is a steal. But I do like these That's, a lot. You, so. ju- you saying that just reminded me of m- me introducing my sister to gummies for the very first time. She had took a whole edible and I told her to take half. She took it. She's like, oh, this ain't doing nothing to me. So she took the rest of it. I kid you not. When the pandemic hit, we pretty much all moved in together. So she ran into my room upstairs and was like, I can't feel my face. <laughs> that was how I felt the first time that I ever had. I had a, um, a weed brownie. And I think I had, like, my friend made it for me. He was like, did not eat the whole thing. So I think I ate, like, a quarter of it. And literally was awake at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was in the city. And I was I was. It was me and two of my other friends. We were taking a train to go uptown to Harlem and was talking on the train, completely missed uh, the stuff that we were supposed to get off to transfer to go uptown. And so maybe like two stops later, I'm like, oh, shit, we need to get off the train. So we got, I was like, oh, we just got off the next stop and then just transfer back and go down, um, like go back to the, where we were supposed to get off up and then go back uptown. And um, I got off the train, and I'm like, there has to be a way that I could go to the other side of the track without having to leave and come back in. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure it out, and it kept leading me up to the street, and I just got, because I was tired, I just did not know what was going on. I got so irritated. I was like, fuck it. So I took an Uber all the way to Harlem from um, downtown, which was like $75, and by the time that we got to Harlem, it's maybe like 4.30 in the morning. And I was with my friend, and I was like, oh, I'm hungry. And there was an IHOP that was, like, right down the street from our Airbnb. So I went to the um, we went to the IHOP, and 
the menu was laminated. So I'm literally like this in the restaurant, but I'm cracking up. Something about this sound, like this sound made me laugh so hard. And I was so loud. And then by the time that I got back to the Airbnb, I got in the bed and I literally could feel like the right side of my face lighting off. And I was like, am I having a stroke? Is this the side of the stroke? I can't feel my face. So literally went to sleep and I was like, I'm going to die. Like, this is the way that I go out. It's fine. And then um, thankfully, I was just, I was fine. That, but, so, um, that sounds like my first time because when I, when I felt like I was dying, I started I started singing uh, Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone for some reason. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did have the, a similar gummy, gummy story to your sister's. Um, I went to this smoke shop um, in Long, on Long Island. I bought a tincture, and I bought, like, I think it was a, a Delta 8 or a Delta 9. And um, it was a peach ring. And... I was like, okay, so how do I, how should I take this? And the guy was telling me, like, he kind of cuts it into quarters. So that was my first time using gummy. So I didn't know how fast it was going to, like, kick in. Mm -hmm. So I was like, bet, like, if it takes, like, an hour or two to kick in, let me take it now. And then, um, you know, by the time I get home, I'll be good. So then um, I had, a, like, a little piece of it. And then I was like, oh, I really felt that's it. Let me take uh, uh, the other quarter, right? By the time I made it back to where I, I live at, and it kicked in, and I had to go to Home Depot, um, I had to go to Home Depot to get um, a, a power drill. I think I had to, like, mount my TV or something like that. I was so high, I went to Home Depot, and I literally sat in the aisle, and I was just like, what did I come here like, what did I come here for? And so, the, like, one of the guys comes over to me. He's like, oh, do you need help? And I literally just kept going like this because I didn't know what the word was. And I was like, I need I need this. I don't know what this is, but I need this. <laughs> I just made the word. And I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck it. I'm going home. I was like, let me just go home because I don't need to be driving like this. So I went home. I went to sleep. Because I was literally like, yo, I came here for this. I don't know what this is, but I came <laughs> oh, so now I literally will only be high in the comfort of my own home, and mm -hmm. I don't have to go do it, go anywhere, or like participate in activities, so, or like have to. Surprisingly, when I one time I was high on New Year's right when the pandemic hit, so it was like it was all it was a party my boy um invited me to it was basically like if you were in the house and you actually follow the rules of covid here's your your break to celebrate because we all pretty much did the same thing and, and i had an edible and he was like is it working i'm like no and then an hour came by he said okay if it kicks in then i'm gonna let you take it it, it still didn't happen so i took the rest i'm like i told him i said bro this is weak so by the time and then it was funny it's like soon, soon as the party's over, it was, happy new year, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I drove home. Soon as I got in the parking lot, boom. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm glad this happened soon as the car was parked. Because if it wasn't parked, I would have been done. It's like you know when it kicks in because depending on what type of edible it is, like it's like your whole entire 
body changes. Like you feel like you spider The edibles that my friend used to, yeah, like the edibles that my friend that I used to buy for my friend when he used to make them. Like I literally felt like you ever uh, use your your phone like an iPhone, and then like if one of the apps gets stuck, it just kind of like blinks out, mm-hmm. like it just goes out of the app. Or, like, if your phone is, like, whacked out, it just, like, goes to black and then it turns back on. I felt like my body was going to do that. Like, I felt like all of my organs were going to shut down and then come back on. (laughs) And I was just, like, like, my eyes got super wide. I felt like everything was, like, overly, like, it was just weird. Um, But now the ones that I take now, I just really feel like, like, I feel like there's cement in my blood. Like, everything just feels very heavy and it's just like, no, nigga, go to sleep, lay down. Like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Great. I love it here. Oh, man. If you, if you guys are confused with what we're talking about, we're talking about weed. And, uh, yeah. We're talking about the, the, love, the, the lovely things that being hacking can do. And, that, and that's nice. if you have problems with sleep. That's a nice segue for the next part, which is basically mental health, because... Weed helps with my mental health. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to hold you because uh, when I moved to Dallas, Texas in 20, I think it was 18, 19, 19, I, as, when I was there, new city, new state, I started developing anxiety and I could not figure mm-hmm. out how to keep it under control. Popped my first Eddie and it was in control. And I was like, huh, I'm going to do this more often. What? Like, what is your escape goat on how to help with you, with your your mental capacity? Because I'm pretty sure, like, because I know one thing in today's society as black people, most specifically black men and women, we don't really talk about our mental health like that. So I try to make it yeah. a mission to like, okay, here's your coping mechanism and how you feel it should be taking more serious going forward. So, like, what is your yeah, what is like, your what is your go to uh, escapee besides weed? You know, it it depends. Like, I'm I'm definitely very big on mental health. Um, I've been in therapy for um maybe maybe a year or two now. I've been or maybe um, a little bit more than a year. I think I started therapy. I think October twenty twenty one. I started um, therapy and literally was perfect timing um, because literally like a month later, like all hell broke loose and shout out to my therapist because <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to jump. This is ghetto. Like I hate, like it was just like craziness after craziness after craziness. So shout out to my therapist for, you know, making sure that I was not, you know, going over the edge and shout out to my my um my group of friends that I I hate that we're not as close as we used to be, but they have definitely helped me on many occasions like bring me back down to here because I will be like, what the hell is going on? Like like I felt as sometimes like um like Coach Korean for from all that like the life I live is sad like <laughs> like I would tell my I tell my therapist that and I'm just like I feel like every bad thing happens to me like and I, I'm so sick of it but um I what do I do to cope like I I will watch my favorite movie like my favorite movie is The Wiz 
so I'll watch my favorite movie. Um, I have like a bunch of playlists on YouTube that I watch that as long as something makes me laugh, like I, I feel better that way. Like I need something to make me laugh. Like I'll watch um, a stand-up special. I watch people on YouTube. I have like a whole list of um, Instagram people that I watch. And now I, I, I do this, this, um, I'm actually trying to make this shirt that says that, um, I watch battle rap for self-care. Um, just because I have certain battles that I literally will watch every single week just so I can feel like, yeah. so I can feel alive. That's, and that's, <laughs> complete, that's completely sane because there is some people out there who watch wrestling as their scapegoat, like. I've had, yeah, I've had and I would do that too. Like I would watch like all RVD uh, matches, and yeah. like, I watch old Rhino matches. Like um, I would watch old uh, old Jeff Hardy matches. Like just to feel um, be different. Yeah, like because majority of the things um, for people that are not in therapy, a lot of the time um, you're not really. You're not really, it's not really you in your current state that is going through the things. It's your childhood stuff that's going through the thing. And because you don't really think about that stuff, you don't realize that, you know, that inner child is still there and you have to feed that inner child. So a lot of the times I will go back to the thing that made me happy when I was a child because for the most part, you know, the things that give us stress or cause us, you know, anxiety. We did not have those situations when we were a child. Like a lot, like for me, I really get stressed out when I can't pay my bills. But when I was a kid, I had no bills to pay for it. So I will go back and be like, okay, as a kid, what were the things that made me happy? Wrestling made me happy as a kid. I'm going to go watch RVD because that was <laughs> who my favorite wrestler was when I was a kid. That's like me and with so watching that, it's like, yeah, like watching old '90s shows. Like I'll go back. I'll watch um, "Asshole by Ginger." I'll binge watch the Amanda Show. Like just stuff that made me really, really happy when I was a kid. And I think that's why now, like people ask me now, like what are like my top five favorite movies? And they're all kid movies, <laughs> <laughs> like the SpongeBob movie, Shrek, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, The Wiz, like. Those are all I movies had my mom, that I watched as a kid. Like, like, <laughs> like I had my mom one time asked me, she was like, when I was having a, a panic attack, she was like, how did you calm yourself down? She walked right into the room. Oh, you watching Shrek. You you watching Shrek? I was like, hey, don't bother me right now. I'm calm. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, <clears throat> what, like, I will be like, okay, something's off. I have to watch this because yeah. I know it's going to put me back on, like, a show that I will literally binge watch every single time is The OA on Netflix. Um, I have watched that so many times. And whenever I feel like just off, mm -hmm. um, because now that I have been in therapy, um, I actually got diagnosed with uh, dysthymia. Mm -hmm. And it is like persistent depressive disorder. So a lot of times, like, I will have, like, depressive episodes, but I can't call why or what triggered them. So whenever I feel off and I can't call it, I'm like, I got to watch the way. And it always brings me back on track. And I don't know what it is about that show, but yeah. it's just so fucking good. Like, 
<laughs> I hate that we didn't get a third season. I hate that Netflix canceled it, but because it's Netflix, Netflix going Netflix. And I like Netflix on Netflix. And I like that you brought up <laughs> like I, I like that you brought up like certain things because I know one thing that a lot of us don't really talk because it is February, you know, niggas gonna be talking about Valentine's Day and bullshit. Um, I've been single since 2015, and that was by choice. Me too. And that was by choice, and the reason why is because when I was when I had lost my god brother to pneumonia, I was yeah. coping the wrong way. I fell back into what I did when I was younger, when I was coping from living with my father. So mm-hmm. it was it was like. I because I, I was with a, I was with a young lady. Uh, hopefully she's doing well. I don't talk to anybody that's from my younger age. Most of it by choice. Most of them because they're married, and I respect other niggas' wives. But right. it's um, it's like shout out to her. Like I wish her well. But I was literally one like I think a month after he he passed away, I was like, hey, you you want a date? And she was like, yeah, because she had a thing for me. I was like, okay, yeah, let, let's let's do that. And and it, at the, it was, you know, the cupcake phase. You doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. and but then as I said, as I as I as it got older and, and worse and worse, because I actually talked about this on a on the first episode of the Tapped In podcast with DJ Breezy that I was guest on. Um, basically, I used her as a as a scapegoat, and it was basically I wasn't grieving properly, and that was that's a part mm-hmm. that's a form of mental health. So. I try to like, I, I, and, and I, I, the reason why that, I, that came up is because when you mentioned like you have your depressive states, there's a lot of men, a lot of brothers that need to listen. Like, if that happens to with your significant other, you ain't gotta snap. Just let her, let her be. Yeah. Because like, a lot, of, I know it's a lot of, and this is, this leads back to Twitter. I know it's a lot of niggas. They don't know, really know how to uh, be be there and be supportive and process a lot of emotions, right? Like with that young lady, my mom told me straight up, end it because you're not, you're using her. You're using her. So I had, and, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why I've been single since then is because I wanted to make sure that I want to be able to mentally be prepared for everything that, that happens. Yeah. And that is a form of maturity. So yeah, yeah, that's... That, yeah, and that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up is because I know it's a lot of brothers, they tend to shut, like, if a woman snaps or if they're in depression and they can't figure out what's going on, they just, mm-hmm. they just close the, they just like, yeah. well, fuck you too. And also, like, a lot of guys, they, like, got, a lot of guys use, like, semantics, like, oh, I'm not depressed, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just not myself. Like, nigga, you're depressed. <laughs> Shit. I'd be like, I'm and fucking okay. depressed. I am for like, yeah, and that's okay. Like I know that was like a like a controversial thing in you know bad rap Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Like <clears throat> somebody uh, a bad rapper has said that like depression is not real, and I was like I I was like I'm not about to go back and forth with you because I don't know you. And the only thing that I said to him was that if you are able to have not experienced depression and you have not ever felt like you wanted to kill yourself. I love that for you. And I hope that it stays that way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I heard a lot of other um, dudes saying were, were like, oh, you know, we don't do that. We don't do that. And I'm like, the fact that you say that niggas don't do that is why niggas can't communicate that they feel that way. Because he's like, oh, well, niggas don't say that they're depressed. 
you know, they just, they'll say like, oh, they, they don't feel themselves, that, you know, something's off. And it's like, you're trying to play the semantics game because what you are saying it is, this is exactly what it is. You just don't want to say that word. And that's okay. But it's like, I just hope that we get to a point where dudes feel more comfortable and, expressing themselves. And that's where th- that, that's really where I was going with the, I like that you said that because that's really why I was going with the using the young lady is because instead of battling, because I was fucking depressed that one of my closest confidants just died out of nowhere because it wasn't a prepared. It was literally saw you last week, yeah. talked to you last week, then boom, you dead. What the fuck? You didn't really, pro- yeah. I didn't process it right. What did I do to process it? I got into a relationship where all I wanted was sex. She wasn't ready for mm-hmm. sex. I was like, you know what? I'm finna, I'm, I'm not feeling like, this. Like, on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. So my mom was, my mom pulled me to the side. She said, before you end up like someone that you mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> my daddy, uh, slow down. Think this through. Do you really like her? And I, and I, after a while I said, no, I don't. And she was like, okay, end it. And she just said it straight up. Yeah. She said, end it. And she said, she said it just like this. End it and fix your shit. Like my my mom is a, is one of those you know, powerful Christians where she cuss. My mom too. But she means she don't that. cuss, but she she um she don't cuss in general. She, she cuss at me. She just very <laughs> like she's just very direct. She's like she she literally that was a, and I think that was the first time I heard her like cuss at me or cuss in general. She was mm-hmm. like nigga, break it up with her. And fix your shit. Yeah. And that was the last time I heard Most people use, like, one of the worst things you can ever do is use a person to cope. Mm -hmm. Don't use people Mm -hmm. to fix your shit. Because while you're trying to fix your shit, you're ruining that person. And when when you separate from them, and now you're, you know, you're good or you're fully charged, their battery is draining. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair to that person because... It either repeats the cycle and they go on to do it to someone else mm-hmm. or now that is your your only coping mechanism. Right. And that's not a consistent or a stable coping mechanism. Right. Um, and that is so why. Cope the way that you can best, just don't, 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 don't have to rely on a person to fill your void because people come and go right. and that's not a consistent, you know, that's not something that's going to be consistent. You're old, you're never going to heal that way. Yeah, and that's why coping is also a form of depression that a lot of men don't want to talk about. And to, to go back to circle back to what the gentleman who who you mentioned said, oh, it's not real. I wish we could tell that to Twitch. Because yeah. he, he was happily depressed. And what I mean by happily depressed, he was happy, but you could tell he was depressed. Because can't nobody on the surface be happy and then off themselves like that. Yeah. And I mean, that was, you know, one of the things that I learned when I got, when I got my diagnosis that a lot of the time, like I have had the depressive episodes so frequently that nobody wouldn't have known right. because I, it was so, it was such a unfamiliar thing that I was able to project on the outside that, yeah, I'm fine. And then on the inside, I'm like, I'm about to jump. Like, a lot of people have that. Like, they just, you know, get 
do what they do to get by. They fake it till they make it. And then when, unfortunately, you know, the situations happen, then people are like, well, I don't understand how the, you know, where did this come from? Like, it came out of nowhere. And it's like, a lot of times it doesn't really come out of nowhere. Like, a lot of times, A sign is there. It's just, you don't, you don't know how to read it. Really know how? Yeah, like because people people know how to act. People know how to hide that shit, especially if they don't know how to vocalize it or they don't know how you know you're gonna handle it. Um, which I think is one of the reasons why I've always been kind of reluctant being in relationships now because it's like, how do you like? I'm I'm also not going to put the burden on you to figure me out Mm -hmm. but this is who i am and so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to figure me out you know what i mean um and that's why i tell people to go check out that episode of tapped in it's called understanding love and the reason and she was breaking it down in different ways and she basically hit the nail on the car she was like a lot of men don't really know how to like, like they, they don't like. There is a such thing as someone with daddy issues as as a man. As someone is such thing as yeah. someone who, uh, who don't really know, who don't really have good examples. Because I, because she asked me the same thing. A lot of people asked me. They was like, "Why were you single for so long?" It's because I wanted to make sure that if I decide to just say, you know what, screw it, I want to date. It's. I want to make sure it's with someone that understands that hey, shit happens, life happens. We're gonna to have to communicate. Like some people don't know how to communicate, and that's another thing. A lot of people don't know how to communicate, and or or they don't know how to communicate effectively. Yeah, they'll they'll you can talk all you want to, but if you're not doing it to where anything can be comprehended, what are we doing here? And like for like a lot of people don't understand for the longest until I was what maybe 24 I had a I had a brilliant poker face but I was broken on the inside now it's like I'm not I'm not saying I'm perfect but I have I I I have it under control to where I can be like you know what yeah I'm good it's it's all about doing the work because you know the first step is realizing where the fuck you are like once you realize and you make the assessment like this is where I'm broken, this is where I can work on, this is what I can identify the things that I can work on. Once you have identified them, you actually have to do the work. And the work is not easy, it is not overnight. And I I'm not as quick to want a relationship as much as I used to because I have actually done the work and let's to be, real. be the person that it's I am now. It's a cesspool out here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's also trash. But um, but I I've personally done a lot of work to be the person that I am now, and I do read a lot. I I read a lot of personal development books. Um, and one of the books that I read, um, that I would encourage other people to read, even though it's. We, I read it in church, but um, it applies outside of church as well. Mm-hmm. But it's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And one of the biggest things that I learned in that book is that, you know, people think that they are mature, but are you emotionally mature? 
And a lot of people are not emotionally mature. A lot of people are, you know, emotional adolescents. Um, a lot of people are, you know, emotional children. And if you don't know, you won't know that until somebody else can, like, see the way that you, you know, the way that you behave, the way that you react to things. And when I first read this book, this was maybe maybe five or six years ago now. And when I first read it, I was like, I am an emotional adolescent. Like, I'm, I'm grown, I'm an adult, but I, emotionally, I'm an emotional adolescent. Right. And so um, I was like, okay, how do we now do the work to become an emotional adult so that I can have that emotional maturity that, you know, is uh, overall healthy? Like, you, you bring health to a relationship. That is your contribution. And when you get older and you make those changes... Um, when you start talking to other people that are your age, you're like, whoa, this person is not emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. This person is not emotionally mature. And a lot of and men, so it's, I'm about to say, and a lot of men, and they don't, and they don't want to, and they're cool with it. And I'm like, and not just that, I say a lot of men don't know how to communicate that. Like, it's like, that's why I try so hard to be an advocate for men to be like, you know what, fuck what we grew up on because I like what someone that that post that was trending on Twitter at one point they said tradition was was peer pressure from my ancestors. It's tradition yeah. to hold our emotions in. It's tradition to be the man. Like I'm bulking up and I'm like, yo, I gotta suck it up. Yeah. If I get if I get kicked and, in the and dick, most people I'm, now they don't want nobody like that. Like, me personally, if that is your definition of, like, being a man, that you're just tough all the time, like, I don't want that. (laughs) I want somebody that, like, somebody that can feel, like, I want somebody that's human because naturally, as humans, there are things that upset us. Mm -hmm. We might not actually cry, but we feel some type of way about it. They want us to be a robot. So bad. And I would rather you communicate, like, like, that was one of the things that I really love about myself now that before, if somebody would say something to me or they would do something to me and it made me feel some type of way, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't acknowledge it. I would just feel some type of way. And now I remember um, I was, I used to talk to um, this guy. We stopped talking for a little bit and then we got back, we had reconnected and we were talking to each other and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe this might actually go in a, in a direction. And I had asked him, like, to hang out or something like that. And he was like, oh, um, I just started dating this girl. And I'm just like, so why are you, like, why? So instead of me thinking to myself, why, I said to him, like, I personally do not like that you just came and disrupted my peace. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you were already working on being with someone, why did I have to be a part of it? You could have just left me alone. Right. And because I said that to him, she was like, he's like, wow, I wouldn't have known. Like, I, I didn't think about it like that. And he would have never thought about it like that if I actually would have told him how I feel. Right. Because a lot of people feel things, but they don't communicate <laughs> how they feel. And that's okay. I, and I think that's why... how you feel. The way that somebody responds, that's on them. I think that's probably why but a get lot that of people... Out, get that off of you. Right. I feel like that's why a lot of people are thrown off by me. It's because I know that now. I do that now. 
Like, it's like people assume that just because I joke on social media and all that stuff that I'm like this one dimensional individual. No, I have moments where I have to detach from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and YouTube because I have emotions. Like I'm literally, I literally have to put on my own on my board, like, yo, relax today. Relax. Because if you don't, like I'm basically making it my mission to be an emotional son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's that's literally it. It's because like I've had moments where people would tell me to not be emotional. You're being too emotional. I'm like, man, if I'm feeling emotional, fuck you. How you feel? It's about me. Yeah. It's about me. I don't care. I don't care yeah. about I don't care if my like, boys start cracking up and uh, like no, let it crack. Like, yeah, it's like let let people be their let people be their own person. Oh yeah, most definitely. Because that the way that I respond has absolutely nothing to do with you. And if I respond a certain way and you don't or you respond differently, I'm not gonna look at you crazy like, oh you're you it's like cry, you're weird. Like it's like today's society. You're your own person. Today's it's okay. Today's society is so messed up that they assume that everything has to have a a point of commentary. Like, no, sometimes you just have to let people talk and be like, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's yeah. it. Or sometimes and even like sometimes when you don't people have to say, say crazy shit, not everything has to be response. Like that is something I definitely have loved about myself now because I know if this was, you know, ten years ago, if I saw something on Twitter, I'd be like, I'm gonna argue with you all night long. Mm-hmm. And even now, like I find myself beginning to respond and like halfway through I'm like this shit <laughs> and I just don't say anything I just go with the rest of my day and I feel so great because now I'm not sitting here you know going back and forth with somebody on the internet about fuck this shit I'm out like something that don't mean that doesn't mean anything I don't know who this person is they don't know anything about me now we're arguing about this person's imp- opinion no. I'm like your opinion <laughs> is your opinion I'm gonna let you have that That's I'm gonna keep pushing we, we need uh everybody who all the wrestling side of people need to listen to this. It's you really don't have to argue, like, bro. Y'all not taking bumps. It's like not everything, not everything needs a response. Like, let especially when you when people constantly feed into it, it becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. And that is probably one of the biggest things that I've noticed the difference between like battle rap Twitter and wrestling Twitter. Mm-hmm. Is that when things happen in wrestling Twitter, everybody responds to it. it. Everybody has an opinion. And it's like either a full 24 hours or it's just like multiple things of people going back and forth over the same exact shit. Whereas with better on Twitter, it's like most times people don't even know that something happened because nobody responded to it. <laughs> or oh, nobody's on. Like people need to understand that sometimes we just get off. Like, I've had people literally at me about certain, like, looking for my opinion. I'll look at it. I'll be like, the fuck they got to do with me? And then I just close the app. And it's because... It's- I literally <laughs> told somebody in battle Twitter, I was like, why am I, why am I in this tweet? This one has nothing to do with me. <laughs> like, this one has nothing to do with me. Because I'm, I'm... I don't even know who you are. I'm this why person... Are you, why are you mentioning me? I'm this person who, if if I follow you, because my, my, my DMs are locked. Like, if I'm not following you, you can't DM me. And... Seen as I'm pretty much involved in wrestling Twitter as well as NBA Twitter, and somehow I got involved in Toy Story Twitter from liking a tweet. I don't know, um, but I didn't even know that was a thing. 
I didn't either until yesterday. That's crazy. I didn't either until yesterday. I was like, wait, y'all, y'all are a thing. Uh, but the reason why is because people have this tendency of going into your DMs and saying a lot of shit out of pocket. So if I'm following you and someone tags me, I'll I'll share the tweet in a DM be like, please don't tag me in this no more because I don't give a shit. I truly would yeah, unequivocally like, not give a shit. People would tweet, would DM me about stuff. I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't. Like, like I'm like, it's not going to make me lose sleep. Like it don't people, have nothing to do with me paying my bills. I don't care. If it like, bro, I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you're not emailing me about a, a business opportunity where I can get some money or you want to sponsor me in a video, Please don't call. Please don't DM me. You know what? You know what I started telling people. I would say, if you want to know my opinion, ask me the question in the memo of a cash app. That's what. Because that, that's what I was telling my boy uh, DJ. Uh, he because he was arguing about people. Because you know, um, NBA Twitter they was doing like uh, a lot. Of, I'm pretty sure you probably saw me quote tweet it. Or if Elon didn't fuck it up, he basically was like, "I'm tired of uh, arguing with casual." I said, "Bro, this year we're normalizing monetized opinions." And he was like, what do you mean yeah. by that? I'm like, bro, stop giving me, uh, stop debating for free. <laughs> yes. If you want to debate. Like, you, if you really want to know how I feel about this, ask me the question in the memo of a cash app. Oh. And I'll be happy to ask. Or, I'll be happy to answer. Or in my case, ask me the question on the NGL app. I will reply to it on, on my podcast. Because if you press play on my podcast, I get paid. So you're going to. So you're going to pay me regardless. I mean, if you want to cash at me, you can do that too. If you really want to, if you really want to get my opinion in the moment, my phone is right next to If you. I'm not right live tweeting right it, there. if I'm not live tweeting it, like saying off the cuff shit on for watching Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, mm -hmm. or uh, or even a, a movie, I'm not, I don't care. <laughs> like, cause someone had literally uh, DM me. They said, "Damn, you talk like you tweet. You thought I was playing a character, bro." Like, <laughs> um, one of my one of my friends that I met um, through Battle Rap is like my best friend now, and it's so funny because we went to an event together and we were talking to like all these people, Battle Rappers and stuff like that, and uh, like I said something to them. And she was like, no, she's serious. Like, this, like the way that she is on Twitter is how she is in real life. Like, she's really not joking. Like, I'm like, I'm not. Like, I'm like, this is not a gimmick. Nah, I don't do gimmicks. I'm really a hot mess in real life. Like, I really am. That's why I, I really don't have it all wrapped up tight. That's why I tell people life. straight up, I said Joshua Gresham or Gresh is literally the same person. The only difference is Gresh is being recorded. Joshua Gresham is in the confines of his own home. That's it. That's the only difference. Like the only difference is that camera is rolling. That's it. If it, if if anything else, I'm literally the same. Like the people, like because people thought I was like turn like saving my own memes. I'm like, no. People are literally l turning me into a meme about every goddamn thing. So <laughs> I'm just like, I just embrace it. But outside of that, the outside of the jokes, it's literally just me just chopping the shit. And that's why I try to tell people, I'm like, yo, that's why. Because it's funny, a lot of people, for those who don't know, because we've been having this long conversation, a lot of people, those don't know, I followed her because she, for those of you who don't know, it's not a running gag. I despise Chris Jericho's Judas. I despise it with a passion. She put a video while she, I believe it was in Dynamite, in Grand Slam, I believe, one of these years. I think it was an old video. I believe it was It old. was. Was it last year? 
Or I mean, not I last year, was, 20, 2021. Um, at UBS. Okay. I think it was at UBS. Okay. It, it was, um, they started naming uh, the one that they have on Long Island, but I can't. Oh, no, that, that might be a grand slam. But I, I did it twice. I did it okay. the first time. When I went to UBS, and then now every time that I go, I just record it because I'm just like, she's like, it's not even that good. Makes me constipated. She said, it's like, not, she said, oh my god, this is embarrassing. It's never that good. This is not because that. like you. I need y'all to understand how stupid y'all look when y'all be up there singing y'all heart out Literally. like it's on the Bill One Hot 100, and then five clapping. seconds later when he starts calling y'all crazy, then y'all want to boo him. Y'all was just singing his song word for word, bar for bar, at the top of y'all lungs. And now you want to boo him because he's calling you at your name. Like, y'all fake. Y'all are fake. Because guess what? While y'all standing up, singing his song, I'm sitting here like this way for it to be over. Right. So that when y'all start booing him, I can join in with the booze because I kept that same energy. Like... Y'all weird for that. I'm not wrong with y'all. No. Y'all very weird for that. What cracks me up is how they be clapping. I'm like, bro, y'all acting like y'all sounded good. Y'all sound horrible. Like, don't let... Because I'm like, y'all got to understand, when they when they put the camera on you, there's this beautiful thing called camera mics. They catch y'all harmony. Y'all don't have a harmony. Y'all sound... Y'all sound like a record scratch. Yeah, yeah that's it's literally. Like, y'all should have get. Y'all should have saved that energy for Cordy Rose song. That's the song I will say at the top of my lungs and perfect pitch. Like, Whoa. I cannot wait. I cannot wait until I can go to um to a raw the next time they come back to New York because I am going to sing. I mean, I, I already have this song on my playlist so if it comes on in the car on shuffle i'm like it's in the turning gym. it up it's in the gym playlist the, it's in the gym playlist putting the windows down yeah. in, like going yeah like, that is a song that deserves that energy <laughs> oh, it, it, oh it does because uh according to wrestling twitter fans are going to turn on him but even though every time he pops out they they literally in unison be like whoa so no, I don't. I don't think I could ever turn on Cody Rhodes. See, the funny thing is though, because when I saw him, because my first show, my first ever wrestling live event that I went to was when they was here in Duluth, or the Greater Atlanta area is what they want to call it, even though it's not Atlanta. Uh, when he set himself right. on fire, that was the, I was at that one. Wait, was that was that when uh when Brandy tried to pull a left and almost kill him? Yeah, with the fire with the flaming table. Yeah, I was at mm-hmm. that one. And when I was, everybody was booing him, and I was like, "Damn, y'all really hate this man." But it was like a section that was booing him, because but everybody else around them plus me was cheering, like because when they said from Atlanta, Georgia, and like, ah! and I was like, "Yeah, cool." But then when he set himself on fire with that reverse neck breaker or whatever it movie, whatever the official term is, I said I let out this biggest. Now why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> and everybody in my section was like, "Yeah, w- why did you do that?" <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I was somewhere during that episode because I don't, I don't think I had watched a lot, but um, somebody had told me, and I think I went back and I watched a clip, and they were like, "Oh, Brandy tried to kill Cody," and I'm like, "Huh?" That's like more fire. So I found the clip. And after I saw it, I retweeted with uh, Lesta's uh, arrest photo, which she posted the the uh, the side where she's at in jail, and I was like, 
I see the vision, Brandy. No problem. Like, I see what she did there. Try to catch us, get husband on fire. No problem. See, Brandy, me and her, what me and her, like when she was on TV, it was a few times where I was like, why? <laughs> but she was not a that bad talent. That was most people most of the time. She was not a bad talent, but she was just more so like, now was this needed? Like a lot of things that yeah. Cody and AEW uh, after a while, it was more so like, was this really needed? But then now, it very much felt like um, because you know he would like go missing for like long mm-hmm. periods of time. It felt like he felt like um, I don't want to call him a Debbie dad, but um, it just felt very much like okay, I'm going out for cigarettes. But, like he never came back. And oh, he, he, come, he went. Oh, back up, would be like, oh, he went to go get cigarettes. Oh, I want to watch you like. <laughs> Yeah, like, and then he comes back, and he's like, oh, I got you a teddy bear, though, and then, like, he leaves yeah. for the eight months, and he comes back, and it's like, oh, but look, we got match outfits, and then he leaves again. I was like, I don't like, I, I felt like Will Smith, and, like, why do you don't want me, like, no, you and want me my heart. But then, yeah, when he went, like, so it felt like, like that. But as soon as he went to WWE, back to WWE, it felt like, oh, now I'm it's ready to see right. him. It just feels right because it felt right because he, he, it's like in AEW. I think I saw someone say it perfectly. He he, it's like he wasn't. If it, it felt like he his time expired and everybody was starting to sound because when you have your John Moxley's and all these other people who pretty much are doing the same thing as him, you kind of don't need it. Whereas, I mean, it's like whereas in WWE, the thing he, that with with AEW at that time is that and, and even now really like the show as a collective doesn't ever feel cohesive. It doesn't. Like and it, it was very much more um like you could see a lot more in the beginning. It was like, okay, this is the Cody hour, this is the Bucks hour, this is the Kenny hour, this is the um, this is the Jericho hour, even though you know Jericho was an EVP, but it was like everybody had their own section of the overall show, and none of it had anything to do with yeah. the whole show as a, as a whole. Whereas with WWE and them actually knowing what they're doing, no shade, uh, it just kind of felt like they just had so much time that we could actually devote a Cody hour now because people. Want to show for Cody? So, so Plus, that and down, Ra- I was here for that. Ra- that and Raw's freaking three hour show. They ain't have no choice but to give Cody a whole hour. <laughs> like he got thirty minutes yeah. in the beginning and thirty minutes at the end. That's t- two separate hours. The only difference is yeah. sometimes and it was perfect, and it still made sense. And plus, like, his, plus his promo dialogue is different than everybody else. That's what also helps him stand out in WWE more too. His, his promo, yeah, his promos were made for. Um, for WWE, yeah. So, and he has his own. Nobody thing. really gets to get a promo on AEW because they get interrupted. So it's like, what the fuck is the point of me having a good promo? If I'm yeah, some, and sometimes, and, and then it's like we can't really. I mean, I don't really give a shit. It's my show, but AEW. That's the reason why we don't really. That's why we we stop reviewing this week in wrestling as much like we used to. Like we just, we literally do retro reviews now, and that'd be our show. And the reason why is because sometimes it's like. Instead of losing peace, we just don't watch. Because sometimes my co-host doesn't watch. Sometimes I don't watch. It 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 is what it is. We're not gonna force our listeners to listen to us like fumble through. Oh, Cody did this, or or in this case, the young buck, the 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 elite retained their titles over Ar Fox and Top Flight. 
yada, 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 in a match that had no build. It just happened because Tony got to book a show. Yeah. Like, we don't talk it's about like, that anymore. So it's like, that's what AEW feels now, like. Even now, like, I, it just, it really just plays in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's nobody that I'm, like, over the moon about. The that only I'm one like, I'm over oh the moon. Oh, my God. Because the only one I, I really liked was Ricky Starks, and he played with this fat bastard. <sighs> Man, don't. So I'm don't. like, if this is the only way I can see Ricky, I'm, I guess I just can't see him because I refuse to watch anything that has anything to do with Jericho. Jericho has that the team. bad built bitch. I hate her. He is not. He is not beating the fit baby mama allegations with me. I am sorry. He is a he is a fit because like, he, like, he got he kept a, getting these weekly BBLs and forgot to adjust the top. Like you kept working on getting these fake abs, but you still got saggy titties. You got to do the whole thing. So, like, if you're not gonna wear a shirt, the whole thing has to make sense. <laughs> so you just can't buy abs for you know week three of the program, and you still got saggy titties that don't know each other. It just doesn't make sense. Man, and, and then like his hair thinning, like so much going like, on. Like, he has a whole ass ball spot. I'm just like, I can't, like, I used to love him. Like, Chris Jericho used to be one of the ones. And WWE a, Chris a Jericho. Real. WWE Chris Jericho was the GOAT. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Like, luxurious hair. Like, man, that Shoot, that being and, a Trump and that's what a lot of wrestlers. And, and I think that's the reason why a lot of wrestlers mess with me now is because I don't care to offend anybody. <laughs> like it's they know it's, if it's a, like you deserve being offended. Yeah, if it's jo- if they I'm if you know it's jokes, it. you know it's jokes. But if if it's offensive, if it's offensive to you, then that's your business. Because <laughs> I'm not paying your bills, and you're not paying my bills. So facts. Because you be like, oh, you said this about Chris Jericho. He got money. He do. He do. Congrats. And 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 with that money, I still don't know why he looks like that. So because <laughs> if I had that type of money, I would not look like this. Nah, I would. I look like this because of the money that I have in my bank account right now, and I feel like I'm getting by. I but not, let me come up on some money. Let me. Come I didn't get money. no surgery because I can't. I wouldn't look. Like I can't dude. deal with no more I extra would, weight. But oh, it's gonna be tight. Don't worry. I would not I be out here if I if I was a millionaire like y'all be trying to argue with me about. I wouldn't be looking like the dude from Lord of the Rings. I'm just saying. Like that's what Chris Jericho looks like. He just looks like. Like, um, you know, like he looked like he looked like ET's. You were in elementary school and you didn't have like the silly putty, like the good, like wine, but you had like that putty, like that white glob shit. That's what he looks like. He just looks like a beluga whale. This this don't turn into a Chris Jericho roasting. Um, but before we before we wrap this up, uh, off the top, let's. Five of your favorite battle raps, because we we because that's pretty much what we talking about. We talking about everything. Like all time or like right now. Past or present, yeah, past and present, whichever one. Like just list the five ones you. Okay. You want. Um, top five right now. Um, will always love um, Loaded Lux. That's my my battle rap father. Um, will always love Daylight. That is my battle rap uh, fairy godparent. Um. <laughs> Uh, love Jazz. I love her so much. And, you know, shout out to the fire signs. Uh, I love her so much. And she's a really nice person, too, because I met her last month. Hmm. Um, that's three. Oh, this is so hard. 
I'm trying to think. Oh, love kids play because I want to um, suck the skin off his dick. And um, what's the last one? It's so hard. I ain't gonna lie. Whenever I hear someone say suck the skin off your dick, I'd be like, bro, that sounds like it's gonna be painful. I don't know why. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not sure it doesn't hurt. Like, hold on now. Wait a minute. You gonna you 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 gonna, um, you gonna turn me into a naked mole rat? Like, how does that work? And I gotta put Rum Nitty on there because oh, okay. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever watched a bad Rum Nitty battle. Like, mm, okay. I'm a, I'm gonna write all always, of these down because I, I gotta like I said I gotta get into battle rapping like because it's a lot of stuff it I got to get into. It's a fun time. It's a lot of stuff I got to get into. It's a lot of stuff I got to get into. And the crazy thing is, like, a lot of battle rap kind of correlates to wrestling because they do have, like, a lot of, like, they will have a lot of bars about wrestling. Like, they'll use a lot of wrestlers and, and different things um, oh, yeah. in there. A lot of the old school wrestlers because, you know, um, don't nobody really know anybody in modern. No, some of them do. Like, um, I know Saga, he does. Actually, uh, DNA, he has a wrestling podcast, and he actually, it's so funny. Um, he did a watch party on caffeine uh, for Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and DNA is one of those, like, his podcast is called The Attitude, the Attitude Era Podcast. Oh, that's And he's is? very okay. much one of those, like, yeah, like, he's like, I don't listen. I start watching the wrestler after, you know, Stone Cold was not on there. So he has absolutely no idea who any of these people are. And then Saga, he still watches now. So he's like trying to help him. Like, oh, no, this is who this is. Like, this is who that is. Um, <laughs> so, but I want them to come to Wally Mania so bad. I'm like, bro, like, this is, it's like the perfect, like, I'm intersection. Gonna, I might do like, Wally, Mania. Wally Mania. I might do Wally Mania when they are in Philly because I don't have LA money. I'm broke as a joke when it comes to LA. Yeah, I I definitely wanted to go and have been planning on going, but I think just like today, um, because I am looking to move, mm-hmm. so I'm like instead of me spending this money that I could be saving to move, you know, earlier or sooner than I want to, then yeah. um, I, I I still haven't told my friends yet because I really want to go see my friends. It's gonna break my heart that I can't see them, but I'm like. Let's go to another. Let's go to SummerSlam or something like that, or you that's know, the, another. That's the goal. We could all come together. That's the, that's the goal for me to go to Detroit. I'm gonna be like me and my boy already put a deposit on uh, tickets so we can get the actual full experience. And I told him, I said, "Hey, bro, we're just gonna go because we went to SummerSlam yeah. last year for for last year." <laughs> and it's funny. I still laugh at this day. I still I'm still mad that my phone died mid. Uh, Brock Lesnar flipping over the the ring, so it's like so. This... Bro, I was watching it and I was just like, "Nigga got a tractor trailer." We I was were... like, "Why every time something got to do with Brock Lesnar, he want to fuck up a ring? <laughs> he broke the ring the first time the shit collapsed. Mm-hmm. Now he's flipping shit over. I'm like, we can't have shit in this house. <laughs> Literally, that's what I was like, bro. This was this was chaotic. And it's like it's kind of cool that it, my phone did die because I was in the moment. I was. I think that's that moment was when I finally lost my voice. But uh, so me and him told me me and me and him are working on it. We was like, well, we're gonna get an Airbnb. We're gonna like fly out there, be there for probably a week for SummerSlam, and then we'll probably work on going to WrestleMania for Philly because it's forty. It's gonna be WrestleMania. 40. That's what's gonna be next year. Yeah, that's what's gonna be next year, Philly. It's gonna be a Philly. Oh well, that's right across the street from me. So, 
<laughs> yeah, that's down the street. That ain't nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Literally, it's going to be yeah, WrestleMania Rus- Rus- in Philly. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's going to be in Philly. Stay so. the fuck less. So basically. Oh, that's. So in that case, if they don't go to uh, Wally Mania this year, they definitely got to have DNA in Wally Mania for next year because it just makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. Like, most definitely. So that's the. That would be cool if they had a, you know, a little, little, little rap battle in the middle of Wally Mania. Like, you know, like, I feel like it would be a vibe. So besides uh, the podcast that you got, the Battle Rap, for those of you who don't know what the Battle, ha- battle Rap Hoochie Society is, there's a new voice in the Battle Rap game. Join Tessa Ashley, the leader of the Battle Rap Hoochie Society, as she provides her hilarious perspective on rap battles past and present. I just gave you a brief description of her podcast, which you guys should be checking out. If you haven't done it so already, we talked about everything here. This literally was the point of this podcast, this episode, is, is to just talk about everything here but if you haven't already everything. make sure you subscribe to her because she's doing a damn thing and that's just not that's not a prediction that's just a fact of life uh what do you have coming up besides the podcast what do i have coming up um that you can divulge at the moment like if you got secrets keep the secrets to yourself but i don't really have any secrets um i'm really just still trying to figure out um this whole you know battle rap thing um, trying to get out to more battle rap events and things like that. So, um, definitely trying to be outside more. Um, not so much. Like they do have events uh, often, but they're not. They're a little bit everywhere. Um, like there's one today in Atlanta. There's gonna be another one next week in Atlanta, and then um, the week after that will be uh, one in New York. That will be the one that I'm going to. Mm. And then I know there's supposed to be one in March, but I don't know where that one is yet. Um, and then they do have battle rap events that are kind of like the equivalent of like a WrestleMania, like a SummerSlam um, that I'm planning on going to just because I feel like I should. Um, but right now I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck a podcast is. <laughs> um, still trying to, you know, get my voice out there. Um Shout out to people that are very supportive. And the, the cool thing about Battle Rap is that it's like, imagine all of your favorite wrestlers, but you can actually be a little bit more, like, personal with them. Like, they're not afraid to, like, jump in his face. They're not afraid to follow him on Twitter. Like, they're not afraid to retweet your shit. Um, so I do like that about, um, about Battle Rap Twitter, is that for the most part, all of them are super, super cool. Um, some of them are, are weird, but weird people are everywhere. But um, everywhere. <laughs> we're weird people everywhere. But um, yeah, I'm really just I'm really just trying to have fun. Like I've I've met some really dope people, like dope people that are fans, dope people that are in media, and everybody has been really supportive. It's not really like a, a crab is in a barrel ass situation over here. Um, so they've been really supportive and like really welcoming and really understanding of my very interesting perspective and uh, just adjusting to the menace that I am now. Uh, so, yeah. The menace. I'm just having fun. The menace Tessa. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of people have been calling me menace now, and, and I am beginning to just roll with that name. <laughs> It's like I'm not trying to intentionally be a menace. It's just how I feel. Like it's not my fault. Y'all niggas is fine. That's y'all fault. 
because the the funny thing is like my intro is literally what people call me. They call me the purveyor of mischief because I I'm, I'm always into some bullshit. <laughs> so and so whenever you hear me say reason salutation, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, number number, this is the voice that does the most because I literally do the most. The purveyor of mischief, the finesse of all things social and media. That's literally what people call me. So I'm like, let me embrace it. Yeah, okay. I, I started do, doing that in my podcast. Like now, um, I before the intro music hits, I start off by saying that this episode is sponsored by Grace Pan. And um, <laughs> whenever I do my intro, I'm, I tell them, like, you know, here in the Battle of Coochie Society, we give headshots. And, back shots. and we take back shots. Like <laughs> that's what we do. I broke when it's you the best when, of both worlds. When you said that and when I read that, I was like, oh my God, this is this is a hit. This is a hit. This is hilarious. This is gonna work. Because that's the thing about when you're saying you're trying to figure out this podcasting game, that's literally it. Once you find your niche and you actually keep people engaged, that's it. That's literally it. People think it's like it's yeah, that's a study. There's studying required behind podcasting, but once you find your niche, it's just a press record and just go with the flow. That's why. Yeah, that's like why. I, I once I like something like, and I want to do something as like big of a task as starting a podcast because once you start, it's a responsibility. Like you can't just you know be lazy with it and then just be like, oh, I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm I'm not. I'm a, but I'm gonna release the episode like once every two months. Like, um, you're not going to build a following that way. And, you know, I don't even necessarily think I'm trying to build a following per se. I just feel like this is a more, it's just like, um, I don't want to say it's like therapy, but it just feels good to get it out. Like, cause this is, I love battle rap, but y'all niggas be fine. And some of y'all want to fuck. So I'm just going to say it on a platform like my podcast mm-hmm. and y'all can listen to it and hear my thoughts on it while also hear me actually analyze and appreciate actual battle rap for what it is because it's not just me like oh, i don't care what y'all are saying i just care about what y'all look like like i actually do care about what y'all are saying oh yeah of course um, like just, people... when you guys group in the saying and the looks listen i i, 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 I watch wrestling because i like violence but listen i'm not finna lie like i don't really be Seeing like if I see a fine wrestler, I'll be like, God damn. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'll be seeing your tweets. I'll be like, you rock because I know you be seeing my tweets. Oh, so I'll be like, God. You, can't say, you know, I see you. You, see you, me, you be you like, know? I'll be like, yo, damn, she would be married. Fuck, I don't care. It's it's Twitter. It ain't that deep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, like I, I just had to tell somebody that today. I was like, yo, like. I literally took you off my list because I thought that you were married. And you were like, no, but I want to know what you have to say. I was like, all right, nigga, they're fine. Like, if you don't mind, I don't mind either. Like, uh, like, hey, come on now. Like, hey. I was like, just know I'm dead ass. Like, don't think that I'm just saying this for Twitter's sake, like, or just saying it for shits and giggles. Like, I meant what I said. Because I, I, I have coworkers that don't watch follow wrestling or sports like that, but they know who a Jay Cargill is. They know who a Bianca Bella is because they fine as hell. That's literally... That's Fine. It. That's literally and, it. And and that's why I also shout out to uh you know my good my good friend uh Kobe uh MJ <laughs> like they say some of the most egregious <laughs> shit about wrestling like absolutely egregious like like, like she had like Kobe of- has a titty for each USO. 
Yes, like <laughs> like that. Like literally, I don't have to do any work to find like a crazy meme. I can literally just go to either lovely MJ or Kobe's Twitter, and I, every time I see something, I just like, all right, I'm gonna say this for battle rap. I'm gonna say this for battle rap, and um, it, it's something that lovely said. And that's why I want to apply it to Ballarat because um, something that Lovely always says is that a lot of wrestlers should play into the fact that they are fine ass niggas because most of the times that's what like that's how you get the bitches like that probably won't watch wrestling but they'll watch you if you find. And when she said that, it made so much sense because it's like honestly, if Ricky starts to non AEW, I probably wouldn't watch AEW mm-hmm. at all. But Ricky Sauce is literally just that fine. And I'm like, I'm going to tune in to see if y'all will actually put him on TV, which we don't know if you'll do that. But just so I can see his fine ass, I'm going to watch because the nigga's fine. But he also is a good wrestler. Uh, so the same thing applies to Ballarat because even now with me, you know, posting uh, or retweeting certain battle rappers, now I have my, my wrestling friend, Twitter friends that are like, well, who's this nigga? That nigga's fine. You see, now you just got a new fan or somebody that is probably has doesn't know anything about battle rap, but will watch you because you're fine. And so you know, the, it works. Why do you it, think it Ricky Stars calls himself? So. Why do you think Ricky Stars calls himself Stroke Daddy? Like I know why he calls himself Stroke Daddy, but I want to find out why he calls himself <laughs> Stroke Daddy. Because I know, I know he likes to play golf. And I know he's good at playing golf, so yeah, stroke daddy, but no. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if this is double entendre, you know what I mean? Like, so like I like when I ask people why does Roman like his what is his obsession with handcuffs? And people are like, oh, I don't know, but I'm trying to find out. I'm like, There you go. Oh yeah. He know what he Hell doing. Yeah. He know what he's doing. And that's why and that's why a lot of independent wrestlers need to do need to do that. If you know you attractive, do that. Do that. Like, literally, my first episode, I did a watch-along, and it was Roman Diddy versus K-Shine, and I called it an Eiffel Tower battle because both of them niggas is fine, and I would like to be able to see both of them. And I don't remember who had the who had the bar, but somebody was talking about, like, obviously a gun. They were like, oh, it grips different. And I was like, I, too, grip different. How about that? How about that? How about that? And then, like... Um, I didn't even know, but I think uh, while I was watching it and Rub Nitty's third round, he, he choked a little bit. Like, he kind of, like, forgot, you know, the what his next bar was. And I was like, it's okay, Nitty, because I, too, choke sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> See? See how that works? Like, it just, it just works. So, I do what I can. I, I just do what I can with my little platform. That's all. But uh, wrestling fans... Just because she do that, if it don't, if don't do that, if you're, I ain't talking about the women, I'm talking about the brothers, because some brothers that listen to me don't understand boundaries either, so we got to reiterate, like, it's okay to joke, but there's a fine line between joking and being downright weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of the time, like, and it's so funny because now, like, I have a, a lot of, like, guy friends in battle rap that um, are battle rappers or they're, like, indie battle rappers, so, so to say. Um, 
or they're just like regular fans and they just like they just they're just like what is wrong with you like they'll see my face and they're just like what is what is wrong with you and i'm just like i don't know i don't know i don't know I don't know what's wrong with me. So no, think. Just a horny motherfucker. That's pretty much. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, can I live? Can I just blend in? That's all I want. I just want to say what I have to say and blend in. Like, and that's why I'm glad that like right now nobody really knows who I am because I can say what I want and I can blend in. And then sometimes like you'll have those weird ass niggas that will be like, oh well, I'm just gonna tag them in the tweet like. Nigga, I can do that. I have no problem mentioning them in the tweet. Because the thing is, I'm not just saying this on Twitter. If if I've seen them in real life, I've also said this to them to their face. Mm -hmm. And I've also seen them blush very hard because of it. So you don't have to be that, oh, I'm about to put this girl on front street. Let me tag them in the tweet. You don't got to do that. You make it high. Let me live. Let me blend in. Listen, shout out to shout out to bruv on uh this this dude on tw- on Twitter who uh I actually be copying or saving little little, little cold tweets cuz uh man it's hilarious. But for those we, this is our message to those people who do that because they have this tendency of tagging people for no reason to try to get points. No reason. So Here's my message to those who likes to tag people because we're not going to act like people don't vanity search themselves. They see it. But for you, oh, who, no, they do. But for you who tag, so you a dick eater and a bitch. Yikes! <laughs> Damn. It's like not you trying to like like I know this one particular battle rapper that would not put him on front street. But the thing is, I feel like if any battle rapper fans uh, watch this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about, and they'll be like, like I will literally see him like my tweets. They will have absolutely nothing to do about him. I don't follow him. He does not follow me. But he will like a lot of my tweets that have absolutely nothing to do with him. So I'm like, how are you seeing my shit? And if you're liking them, why don't you just follow me so it's not weird? But it's like, how did you how did you come across this? Like, literally nobody would have liked it but him. Mm-hmm. How did you find this? We don't follow each other. <laughs> what are you searching? That's I'm what, so confused. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'll be like, yo, you're tagging this person. They see it. Trust me. They see it. They see Yeah. I'm like, sh- look, crazy enough, I have a lot of bad rappers that follow me now. So I'm like, for the most part, I don't have to tag them because eventually, shout out to Elon touching buttons, eventually it'll show up on their timeline. Mm-hmm. But you trying to make it funny or trying to embarrass me like, oh, look what this person said about you at this person. It's like... Don't, you just look stupid. And don't let them be. And, and don't let them be trying to call I don't need me. Your help. And don't be letting them try to call you out on somebody else's tweet. And I'm like, bro, you follow me. What are we doing here? I'm like, what are we doing? Like, you follow me. I don't, it's not the other way around. And the reason why I don't follow a lot of people because some people be posting some weird shit. So, like, because yeah. what I do, I make it a yeah. mission. I make it my mission to. If you follow me and I see that you have a, a similar following as I do, I look I look at your tweets and I'll be like, huh, they're not too bad. I'll follow back. It's not because I think I'm better than anybody by following less people than who I'm following. It's not because a lot of y'all are either bots or you don't post anything appropriate or you just say shit out of pocket and that I don't want to see when I, as soon as I log on. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. There's nothing more to it. Uh, 
But uh, besides y'all being weird on social media, what can they follow you on social media if they don't know so already? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matessa Ash. Um, that is where I am majority of the time. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, but I don't really be on there like that. Um, oh, you, you, me, same. And the reason why I'm picking up your you, you moving. Uh, the reason why okay. is is because I literally turn it into promotion. <laughs> Yeah, like majority of the of the time now, I post like, like I just reflect like, that's some of the posts that I put on. That's literally promotion. Yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> but other than that, like I don't really, I don't really be outside like that. Like, and when I do go outside, I usually don't take pictures, so I don't really be on Instagram like that. And my my friend, shout out to Amante, has threatened me to make a TikTok. So I am trying to figure out what the hell is TikTok. So just follow me on Twitter. That's what everything will be. And then when I figure out TikTok, I'll post a TikTok. Y'all follow me on there. No, the fun thing uh, is... I don't I, even know what my TikTok name is right now. The fun thing is with my TikTok, I was literally trying to figure my niche. And then the people was telling me, they're like, bro, you're you you, you you're building a presence in wrestling. Just do wrestling. And that's when it started skyrocketing. Because I was like... Yeah, so that's what my, my friend keeps telling me. I'm like... No, just do the same thing with battle rap. Like if you react into, like once you get more comfortable and put yourself in front of a camera, just put yourself like react into battle rap. Yeah, he was like, you have to do duets, and I actually made my. I posted my my first TikTok that I made myself today, and I was like, I feel like I could just make my tweets into TikToks, so I might just end up doing that kind of. Um, but I don't know. I, I try so hard to stay away from TikTok, but my friends keep telling me that, you know, there's a... There's it is addictive. Long, I'll give you know? that. I'll give them that. It I'm is addictive. Try. It is addictive. It is addictive. But you know... Uh, uh, I, I, I haven't gotten addicted to it yet. Oh, trust me. When like, you... it's really just... It's just on my phone. Like, four pages back. But like I always... I like really I, like I told I you with to the podcast. Like I told you with the podcast, my DM is open. If you need assistance with the TikTok and what to post, I got you. That's what I'm here for. I'll, I'll definitely ask because I'm like, I don't understand none about these TikToks. I try so What'd hard to get here and TikToks. Shout out to Phoenix. I got that from her. She says that. TikToks. I might have to Yeah, TikToks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shout out to Phoenix. That's, but, that's my sister. <laughs> But before we get up out of here, hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, this, this episode. Uh, we got a one little motiv- motivational quote for you guys. You have to think. You have to think it before you can do it. The mind is what makes it all possible. Kai Green. There you go. That's literally it. That, whether, whether, whether we was talking about mental health, wrestling, battle rap, whatever we're talking about, if, if you feel like you can get it done, you can make it possible. You just got to do it. But you know, you are you, do it. you guys already know where you can follow me on social media, Josh Gresham RG, Gresh Unleashed, or www.greshunleashed.com. Make sure you download this episode so you can give a rating. If you want to check out the regular episodes of the podcast, you can in video format, you can visit patreon.com slash Gresh Digital. That literally is one dollar. And you, you get the the video format of this podcast, but everything else is everywhere you listen to your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Spreaker is there, but it doesn't exist because I don't upload update it as much. But all these other pl- platforms, if you just go to www.grushunleashed.com, you can find every hub where you listen to your podcast. You just click on it, and then there you go. We got we're we're continuing to evolve and try to grow. And let's be real, at some point. I'm working on getting all the interviews that or the, the guests that we've had on this show to come back. I'm working on in-person podcasts. So basically we, we're gonna make we're gonna make it we're gonna make it we're gonna make it happen. If I have to travel to New York or if, or if I have to put her on a on a plane, we're gonna bring her back and we're gonna we're gonna bring her at the actual table because I'm working on building an actual table so it can be Legit. Come on, table. So yeah, I am the table. <laughs> but let's go. But we're working on doing all this stuff because hey, anybody who's friends friends of, of of your boy is friends of the crew and the club, and we appreciate everybody for checking us out and checking out the, uh, this uh, this particular sit down with uh, your menace to society, the menace of the battle rap hoochie society, the leader of battle rap hoochie society, the one and only Tessa. Uh, got got love for her, even though we we've just met recently this year. Was it last year? This year just started. My bad. Yeah. My, my brain I don't even know how that happened, but I I'm I'm glad it did. The, uh, the Judas thing. That's I what made it was. some really genuine connections on Twitter. That's so. that's the the Thank Judas you for thing. Having me on your show. Got got to because that's and people and people. It's literally just me chatting up with my, with my peoples, and that's literally it. If you get something out of it, we appreciate you for supporting. If you don't get something out of it. Send it to somebody who can actually get something out of it because yeah, that's just how we roll. But uh, with that being said, make sure. Yeah, you- exactly. Exactly. Um, with that being said, you guys stay safe out here in the world of unknown. But as your favorite voice that does the most and purveyor of mischief, I have to remind you of the one known, and that is you are appreciated, loved, and accepted by yours truly. And remember, as the song says, to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out, B. Breezy.